What we have here is a boost. A signal, a signal boost. boost. A boost for comic book Kickstarter campaigns. Brought to you by Spoiler Country. Each episode we bring you current campaigns that we think you should support. Talk with the creators to give you insight into the project and spread the love of indie comic books. Now sit back, grab a drink, and listen to what we have to offer you today. Join the cult of the Spoilerverse and welcome back to Spoiler Country. I'm Kenneth Regan. That is Mr. Horsley. And today on the show, well, it's KSB. For those not in the know, it's a Kickstarter signal boost. And this is number 22. Yeah, 22. We've been doing these for a while now. We started our first one back in 2017, and now we're at 22. And as we do every month or most months, we can we put these out. Uh, we have today we have four Kickstarters for you, four four amazing creators to talk to and talk about what they have on Kickstarter and what they're trying to to get put out there for you. Yeah. So today we're going to talk to Frank Martin with Modern Godhood, Greg Smith with Starlight, Paul Dolsky with Terror Trail. And Tracy Butler, who came on before with Lackadaisy. Yeah, man. It's a four really fun ones today, but let's go ahead and start off with uh, with uh, Frank Martin of Modern Godhood. There you go. All right, everybody. Welcome again to another Kickstarter Signal Boost. My name is Casey Allen, and today... Today, I am speaking with the author of Modern Godhood, Frank Martin. Frank, how are you doing today, man? I am doing just dandy. It's getting a little late here, but I decided to stay up because... Thank you very much. Yes, yes. (laughs) Uh, I'm I'm a night owl. Uh, I actually, as soon as I do these interviews, I I crash right away because uh, I wake up at four in the morning to go to work. So I have to do everything after my kids go to bed. So, um, but yeah, you, you have this, uh, it's a crossover book between, uh, your, uh, modern Testament book and reclaiming Godhood, which is created by a guy named Braden Cox. So, uh, tell us a little bit about this book, the, uh, modern Godhood book. So Braden's series, reclaiming Godhood, The basic story about it is that he's got the Roman god Jupiter that loses his, essentially his godhood and gets sent to Earth and has to try to reclaim his godhood. So it's it's a little bit like Thor, like the movie. And in our crossover, uh, we're kind of, Jupiter has reclaimed his powers. He's resumed his role as hero and protector. And my series, Modern Testament, it's basically an anthology series about biblical beings. Every story is is focuses on a different biblical being, whether it's angel, demon, a horseman of the apocalypse, or whatever. So we mash those two ideas together to create uh, modern godhood. And modern godhood is continues the format of modern testament: three stories, uh, three short stories in an anthology book, and each one has Jupiter facing off against a different biblical being. The first story is uh, Lilith, who is Adam's first wife before Eve. And then he faces off against the beast from the book of Revelation and finally against the four horsemen of the apocalypse. That's a really cool concept, man. So 
where did um where did the idea for this come about so uh i the original modern testament was four volumes long which basically was four issues with three stories apiece when that was finished i wanted to combine them all into a trade and then after that i kind of put the idea to bed but it it kind of it was my first book so it held a special place in my heart i didn't want to continue it in the format that i had been doing but i wanted to do something similar i wanted to keep it alive in a way and the idea i came up with was to approach other indie creators that had already existing characters and IPs and see if we could do a sort of mashup where I could continue this format of, of having biblical beings and short stories, but include their characters into the mix. So last year I did the first one. It was with a character called Hollow Girl and I did a book called Hollow Testament. And this year I'm doing it with uh, Braden's book, Reclaiming Godhood, Creating Modern Godhood. And I have uh, several others in, in, the, in development in the pipeline too of of mashing up other characters in this type of format. So how is it playing in other people's sandbox? Kind of, I mean, you're, you're working within a, um, a format that, that you're used to with your, with your own book, but you're also using these people's, uh, IP to, uh, to do so. How, how is that experience? Is it, uh, have you gotten any pushback from anybody? Not yet. Every All the ideas I come up with are people have been liking. Typically, probably because there are three stories and I come up with like seven ideas. So they have to choose at least three that they like. But for the most part, it's been I've been working with Braden and Luke Cooper uh, did Hollow Girl. So it's been a lot of it's been a lot of fun. And and I've really enjoyed this process of of somebody essentially granting me their character and and allow and trusting me to carry forward carry stories with it and these are their babies you know and i don't know how i would feel taking a character i created and letting somebody play with it but they've been very supportive of it and i've gotten great feedback from them and it's 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 kind of an honor and you know and and these are not these are not marvel or dc characters that everybody knows but still there's the kind of the same concept goes and that this is something that I haven't created that somebody has trusted me to carry forward. It's awesome. And, and I think you've, you've really done it, uh, at, at least in, in what I've read. You, you've done it very respectfully, and uh, it's added new dimensions to, uh, to the story. And um, I'm sure fans of, of these creations and, and people that are, that are familiar with uh, – with the books that you're using uh, are are really going to get a kick out of seeing it in this different light. Um, so th- this isn't your first radio on, on a Kickstarter. Um, you guys that have out the gate already, you know, started going off at a really strong pace, but we, you know, you still need to complete that goal. You have, you have a few days left. Um, what are you guys thinking about uh, for your campaign for stretch goals? For stretch goals. Hmm. So yeah, I've kind of first off the bat, I just want to want to get the book funded. <laughs> but yeah, stretch, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna take it simple with stretch goals. If we if we can include a, a pinup or two in the back of the books, that was something that I did with the modern testament stories because these 
were very serious stories, grim stories, sometimes even borderline horror stories. So to kind of lighten the book a little bit, I included like a goofy pinup of all the characters having fun in, in very cartoonish ways in the back of the book, which I, I hope to do for Modern Godhood. I wasn't planning on doing it, but if I managed to meet a stretch goal, I can include a couple of those. Also, um, Braden and I originally were part of an indie publisher called Insane Comics. That's kind of that's where we met. Uh, the comic publisher is no longer around, but the greatest part about being with that publisher was the other stable of creators that were a part of it as well. So we were hoping to include a nice a nice bundle, digital bundle of including uh, various books from creators that were a part of Insane at one point. That's awesome. That's awesome. And, and you guys are really. Uh, really doing a great job on explaining where the money's going in this campaign uh on on your kickstarter um uh link it, it goes through you know what what money is going to go towards shipping what money you have allocated for uh other fees what goes towards production and i, I always really respect that when creators are very upfront about uh what they're going to do with the money that they're asking for and um, making sure that you know the the reader and the, the funders understand like this isn't just you know monopoly money or whatever that we're, this is going towards fees this is going to pay bills that need to be paid in order for this to get in your hands so um, I appreciate you guys doing the legwork on that and uh, also your creative teams on this it, just a, a plethora of talent behind this book. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about your art teams? Uh, sure. So on the first story, which focuses on Lilith, uh, we had Kieran and Squires do the, the artwork. I believe Matt Van Gorkin did the uh, did the colors. Let's see. I don't really have it all in front of me. It's either just to read it. <laughs> so I wrote that story. Uh, Brayden and I really came up with uh, all the stories together. I handled the writing duties on the first story and the third story, but he and he did the, the scripting duties on the second, but it was kind of a joint effort as far as uh, plotting out the stories to deciding what characters we're going to use and what's going to happen. Um, uh, Axel Perez did the, the artwork on the second story for, um, that was The Beast, and the colorist on that was Lorenzo Stella, and then we have... Uh, Chandra Kelly did the artwork on the final story, which is the Horseman story, and uh, a guy named Riffin did the, the, the was the colorist on those on that one. And uh, finally, Chinudu Campbell is an artist from Ni uh, Nigeria, and he did an awesome cover that I'm, I'm really proud yeah. of. Yeah, gotten a lot of uh, a lot of positive feedback on the look of the cover. Yeah, he he really uh, he went hard in the paint on that uh, cover, man. It looks fantastic. And he so. He completely embodied the idea that I wanted to go for, that you got Jupiter, who's the star of the book, in the middle, but this uh, he's being torn between two halves, the good. The angel's up top and the devil's down below. It, it looks fantastic, and, and I'm, I'm super excited to, uh, to see where this goes, and I can't wait to see what else you have in the pipeline for... Uh, for the for these books so uh your your modern testament series looks like a really really fun um a fun concept thanks man i mean it's really the way the way i have a lot of fun with it and the way i think i, I think it works is that you have to you have to find 
biblical beings who these characters are interacting with that are really complement who they are as characters. You know, it doesn't make sense to, say, to just say, to just pick a guy out of a hat and say, I want this guy to fight uh, God because I think that that would be awesome. You got to, it has to have a purpose. The story has to have a, a strong theme and, and make sense so that you actually see this character challenged in a new and unique light that you haven't seen before. So where, where do you think your interest uh, in the biblical comes from? Is this something that has always been with you? Or are you, uh, I don't think it's the, what was the impetus for you to, I don't think it's the biblical per se. I think it's more the, the mythology aspect of it. Cause I would treat uh, biblical mythology the same way I would uh, Egyptian mythology or Roman mythology or Greek mythology. It's just those stories that are old that kind of have lasted the testament of time that really resonate with people. And we see them all all the time in pop culture. We see Constantine and we see Lucifer. And these are stories that are kind of rooted in this, in this, this angel demon Bible of a world that they've decided to, to pull away in a secular way to tell, to tell great fantasy and sci-fi stories. Yeah. It's crazy. You, you know, seriously pick up, NIV or whatever, and you don't have to dig very deep to get something buck-ass wild. So it's always it's it's a really really deep well to uh, to get inspiration from, which is uh, you know it, it's it's always fun to see new takes on it, and I think that's uh, what you're doing with this. So. Um, I'm really stoked to see uh, where else you go with this. So, um, do you uh, do you mind giving us the uh, how, how to get to that Kickstarter? Sure, Kickstarter is it's called Modern Godhood. You can find it by searching on Kickstarter. It's also plastered all over my social media. You can <laughs> I'm at on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. My handle there is at Frank the Writer. And, and also I have a website that's kind of the same thing. It's frankthewriter.com. So it's, it's easy to get a hold of me. That's awesome. So uh, you guys, Modern Godhood, number one, a fantasy action one-shot comic. This is well worth your dough. Go out, look for it, find it. Um, they have uh, just a really, really cool story. I've, I've already read the preview and uh, enjoyed every bit of it you the ground floor on this is a five dollar digital comic ten dollars for the print comic um which also comes with a uh a digital version and uh free shipping uh fifteen dollars for the complete digital bundle which gets you nine comics uh nine digital comics total the uh, Modern Godhood, Reclaiming Godhood 1 through 3, Modern Testament 1 through 4, and Hollow Testament. Uh, the writer's commentary is uh, commentary with yourself and uh, Braden Cox. Uh, you get a Modern Godhood print, Modern Godhood digital, and free shipping only for 20 bucks for, uh, for all those things. And the Reclaiming Godhood print trade for 25 which is the... Uh, Reclaiming Godhood 1 through 3 print trade, Writer's Commentary, Modern Godhood print, Modern Godhood digital, free U.S. shipping, and uh, Kisses from Frank, all for $25. Bucks. Uh, I, well, yeah, and, and, but you have to pay for my airfare. 
<laughs> hey, fa- fair enough, man. Fair enough. Hard times, man. Uh, things are crazy right now. You have yeah. to buy Frank's plane ticket. But well, uh, this Kickstarter, we got to kind of resort to prostitution a little bit. And I'm, I'm... <laughs> Sometimes you got to show a little little leg, man. But uh, yeah, and, and as you go up the scale on this, it gets uh, you have a lot of cool things. Um, so uh, like you can be featured as a character in a comic. Um, yeah, we had can... a, um, we had Braden offered a tier for the the main bad guy in his series, which is his name is Kronos. Uh, somebody was wanted to be in her likeness. That was pretty. That was one of the high tier awards that somebody decided to grab. Oh, nice! So somebody already snagged that. Yeah, that was that was day one. That is uh, that's awesome. So uh, yeah, you guys check out Frank Martin. Um, he knows what he's doing. <laughs> Check out Modern Modern Godhood. It's the one shot comic on Kickstarter. And uh, Frank, man, I'm really interested in seeing what you have next. Can you give it? Do you have any anything coming up that we need to look out for? Uh, well, besides future, I'm, I call these books modern crossovers. The the Modern Testament books that I'm doing with other people. So I got I got a couple of those coming. I don't want to talk about them just yet, but I'm always working on something. I'm a prose writer, too, so I write short stories and novels. Uh, Comics-wise, I'm working on kind of a uh, a surrealist horror, Twilight Zone-esque one-shot that involves a motel. I got a um, kind of a, an underwater deep-sea adventure story, sci-fi adventure story. So um, a sci-fi space one-shot, too. So I got a whole bunch of stuff that I'm writing on that's in development that's still a ways away, but I'm... That's part of my daily grind now, and I'm looking forward to finishing. Yeah, you're staying busy, man, and uh, that that's awesome. That's all you can ask for as a writer. So, um, Frank, you ha- you have anything else to say before we before we let you go, man? Is I know it's getting late over there. No, I'm good. Check out the Kickstarter. I mean, we worked really hard on it. We love to we love to set our goals and actually towards our goals. So we're looking to just basically get this thing printed. So that Braden and I can have some copies, and whenever the con season eventually picks up in the next seven years or so, we'll have some yeah, yeah. on the table. All right, you guys, Modern Godhood number one, a fantasy action one-shot comic. Get on Kickstarter right now. Fund that baby. Get that thing. Uh, and uh, you guys track down Frank Martin on Twitter uh, and uh, or whatever other uh, – social meds your own because it's that's another job in and of itself frank <laughs> i just gotta tell you sometimes i i like look at the the icons on my phone and i'm like <sighs> but uh gotta do it frank take it easy brother i appreciate it thanks man That was really cool. Yeah, that was it was cool. It was cool. I like uh, I I love doing the case pieces. I love finding out you know about these indie books I would never hear about unless I was doing this or just searching Kickstarter. You know, yeah. And you know, Casey does some every month. I do some every month. And and it's it's those these are the kinds of interviews I like to do. Right, the short ones that are and the ones about discovery of finding out what someone's doing. And, and did you hear that, everybody? He likes to do the short ones. Yeah, just, the short ones, just to keep it quick and, <laughs> and done. Hey, but up next. Let's get into Greg Smith doing Starlight. 
best. You just tell me when. Whenever you want. We're already, record- already recording. Oh, we're already recording. Holy crap. Hey, this is Greg Smith. I am the uh, one of the co-writers for Starlight. Uh, it is a Kickstarter project that's currently in, in process right now. Starlight is a comic book series. This is issue one of seven. It's about two ex-child superheroes that are battling transdimensional spider wizards and their space alien cat pirates team that is out to get them. I mean, what else do you want besides alien cat pirates? I mean, that's like everything you'd ever wanted in a comic right there. It, I mean, if you, yeah, if you, if, if, if you are like, uh, if you are into cats and pirates, this is your jam. I mean, superheroes is a, you know, ex superhero stories and stuff like that. There's a dime a dozen, yeah. but this is about the space cats. I, I got to tell yeah, you though, space cat. if you guys don't use the starlight, Starbright poem in this nursery rhyme in this somewhere, I'm going to be disappointed. Oh, at some point you, you gotta go even... starlight star bright. The first star I see tonight. I wish I may, I wish I might have the wish I wish tonight. Like that's gotta be a part of it somewhere. Right. Just tell me, just say now, yes. Just say yes. It's fine. I'm going to say yes. I'm going to say yes. Okay. Even though, uh, you know, I don't, I don't think I have to, I don't have to, <laughs> I don't think anyone has to, cause you already know deep in your heart. Uh, this, this, this Kickstarter has a soundtrack. Yeah. It's got tracks and mixes and other stuff like that. So you know what's going to happen, people. You know it's already there. You don't have to you wish for it. it. It's there. You don't yeah. have to wish for it. It's got space cats. We're in the land of the Tiger King. You can't. It's like it's already. It's everything's just falling into place like Domino Rally. <laughs> yeah. And then all of a sudden the rocket ship goes, poof, and we're in the atmosphere and we're already there. And, you know, it's just it's just happening. And, uh, you know, how can you go on a better a better trip? Yeah. And if you're listening, the, the energy of the comic book totally matches Greg's energy of, of describing it, if not more, because <laughs> it's pretty good, pretty good matching energy there. And I've been lucky enough to read the scripts for this book. Um, the oh, fr- yeah. I think actually, I think I've read all seven of them, at least at least a version of all have. seven um, from like. Yeah. 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 And I, I fell in love with the scripts without seeing any of the artwork. I fell in love with with the story and the scripts and just the whole. The whole thing of it, it was kind of funny because Travis, your co-writer for this series, uh, sent it to me and he's like, hey, can you read this and give me thoughts on it? And I didn't read it for like a month or two. I was like, yeah, I'll read it. I'll read it. And just, he kept bugging me to read it. And I felt bad. Right. Then I read it and I was like, why didn't, didn't I read this earlier? This is phenomenal. I told, and my, my, my response to, to Travis on, on my first thought of this, of this story was, is this story makes me mad that I'm not a part of the creative team working on this. <laughs> and I still feel that way, but I'm a, I am part of the team helping you promote it. So that makes me happy. This is true. This is true. It was one of those things too. Um, I know when, when Travis kicked this idea over, so Travis Webb, the, the, um, the, the, the main, the main motor, the main man, this, this project, the main man, uh, uh, came up with this idea, uh, with Brett Wadelli, uh, at, at, um, I, I want to say it was like two years ago, uh, at uh the the burning man uh out in the middle of the desert they they make sense they messaged me afterwards <laughs> hmm? what it makes sense for that to <laughs> be like that, that to be where yeah, it came totally out makes sense. yeah 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 this they well it was one of those things where like they've been talking about things like this and then all of a sudden it was like let's just make this happen and then all of a sudden like the, they it was that that wild um drive home and all the ideas coming to fruition and stuff like that travis getting getting back to washington and locking himself down and um, you know, like writing up some stuff and then calling me up and saying, we got to meet for coffee. I need you to read this thing. And I said, okay, where do you want to go? And I just met him up after, you know, like after my day at my day job. And I was, I was, he hands me this pile of papers and I was like, all right, 
this is a lot to read. <laughs> and we just sat there for a couple hours and I, I just read everything. It just like literally read everything that he had. And I was like, this is amazing. Yeah. And then six months later, he's like, I need, you know, come, come do this thing with me. You know, yeah. <laughs> I was like, let's go, let's, let's do this. We ended up like breaking it down a couple times and, and restructuring it to, to fit, uh, what you have now, uh, in issue one and, uh, and what'll be out, uh, for the, the next six issues after that. And the artwork that, that Brett was kicking out prior was just like, oh my gosh, this is everything that, everything that we are seeing and everything that we put out like about a year ago, just to kind of tease people and see what they liked. Right. Uh, as soon as that space cat pirate image went up, people were like, tell me more. I want to know what is this? <laughs> so, and this is like, I mean, it comes at the right time, you know, it got cats. Everybody wants the butthole scenes yeah. and, uh, and, we got the whole and, and tiger King. Yeah. yeah. You know, so and, and tiger tiger is King insane. That is so, I mean, insane. It's insane. God. Yeah, it's totally insane. I can't, I can't turn away. So, I don't know if anybody can. I'd be yeah. I'd be remiss if I didn't talk to you about because this just happened. One of your goals that you just did, which involved the loss yes. of your hair, it did. Yes. <laughs> um, so it was it was one of those things where, uh, if anybody knows me, I have a uh, my day job is a very straight job. I have a clean cut look. Um, it's mandatory, and uh, um, but I was I was looking forward to the fact that we're locked in, and I was like, oh, I can grow my hair out. And, uh, my wife wanted to clip my hair and the, the team was like, well, why don't we just turn it into a goal? And I was like, I'm kind of against this cause I want to grow my hair out. <laughs> <laughs> this is the first time in a while that I can do something like that. And, uh, we threw out the goal that if we hit uh, a number of backers, uh, which I didn't think we would hit in a, in, in a 48 hour period, uh, that we would, uh, shave my head by, by eight o'clock. And, yeah. uh, we did. And we actually blew that goal out of the water and, um, um, we, uh, she shaved my head on, on live, on a Facebook live stream. And, uh, now there's a call for my eyebrows. So I'm, I'm, I'm feeling like if we, if we could probably get to an, uh, we might, there might be a bounty on my eyebrows coming up. <laughs> oh my God. Do you going to shave your eyebrows? <laughs> Uh, you know, I, I would say if we could hit the, like right now we're sitting at, we're, we're getting close to six. The goal is nine. And if we could, I, I would be, I, I would be honest to say if we could, if we could hit, um, by the, through the weekend, if we hit seven, I shave my eyebrows. Oh, geez. I just well, said it. Yeah. It's- she, she threw the goal. She threw out in the middle of the Facebook live. If we did this thing in 24 hours, if we funded it in 24 hours, she would shave her head. Oh man. And my <laughs> wife, if anybody knows, has this amazing red hair that she's known for yeah. on the, uh, the, the comic and toy circuit, uh, scene at conventions. Uh, you know, they, and, and the, the hashtag off of the red came out and, oh, uh, um, <laughs> then it was like, people were backing like crazy. Like we went from like being like 4,000 to like, we're like I said, almost up to six. So it's, That's it, awesome. it was, it was getting there, but, but 24 hours has gone and passed. She still has her hair, mm. but I'd her. say the bounty for my eyebrows is there. Yeah. Well, so what's, what's the goal to shave your back? I'm sorry. They're going to shave my back. Uh, you know, <laughs> honestly. Okay. 
so that's the weird thing, man. I, I'm I'm part Asian. Yeah. So I like I, I I hit that weird puberty mark like way later than everybody else. I really don't have that much. Yeah. I don't have to yeah. you know I don't have to worry. I'm yeah. not like Malcolm in the Middle's dad where he had to shave his back to go on a water slides. Everybody's seen that episode. That's a classic Hopefully. episode. Oh man. Well, I'm, I'm like you. I'm not part Asian, but I also am, I'm hairless on my back, and most of my chest has, has no hair. So I'm good. I'm good there. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 a, it's, a, it's it's you're lucky. You're yeah. lucky. You don't have to worry about. It. You don't have all the hamburger hanging out of your shirt and stuff exactly. like that. You know, walking around with a sweater under your sweater. Right, right. But I kind I of mean, feel like I kind of feel like having a ton of chest hair, like in the summertime, might be kind of nice because you can just walk around with your shirt off and not feel so exposed because yeah. you still have a shirt on. Essentially, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it was kind of weird, like growing up, because like my dad was a very hairy dude, and uh, <laughs> and I was like I was much like our cats, our space cats, our hairless cats. Yeah. And uh, so like you know all the way growing up, I was like he was always joking, like you're never gonna go through puberty. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you know because like he was always he was just a hairy dude. Like I saw pictures of him when he was like 13, and he had a mustache and a beard. At so, 13, Jesus Christ. <laughs> at 13, yeah, it's like holy crap. <laughs> So, here you are, um, hairless but, and still without a mustache at what, forty? <laughs> oh, I grew I grew one two years ago. It took a while, but I grew one. I remember the yeah, pictures. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I I look like Mario. It yeah, essentially, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's a me. It's a when, Mario. When does Starlight end? When when do people? How long do people have to to back it? So it ends. Uh, the official date is um, 19 days from now, which doesn't give anybody. Any. <laughs> so this is, is going to air until the 15th. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're, we're just, yeah. So you're going, you're going out till then. Um, I'm the worst at this. Uh, what is it? The 24. Um, I don't know, John. I asked I the hard question. I asked the hard hit, yes. hard hitting questions here. You asked the hard hitting questions, and I and I can't tell you when our when our when our thing is going to end. Well, I can tell you when it ends. I'm looking. I, I think I want to say it's like the. It started on the 24th, and it goes till the. Uh, shoot, you're gonna not edit this because then I'm gonna sound like an idiot. Anyways, nah. I mean, <laughs> I can't tell you. Oh yeah, I can tell you. You want to know? You can tell me. Yeah. It ends you're, you're, on April 23rd. You're doing the same thing I'm doing. You're just going through April 23rd? Yeah. April All 23rd right, at 11 a.m. is when it ends. Okay, good. Whew. So, at least we figured that one out. Yeah. With our powers combined, we figured it out. Yes. I couldn't April 23rd, that. people. Yeah. Yeah, until yeah, April 23rd to, to, to fully back this thing. But there's some wicked stretch goals that come if we get funded faster than that. So, and, uh, and those are going to be really cool variant covers, other, uh, other tracks, um, other things, art. And, uh, if we hit 20 K then Travis is going to throw a rave. Yeah. And if you, and isn't there such a goal of you doing a, a, a swimsuit calendar too? Just a, yeah. No, a, great, uh, a great calendar. With my new bald head. New bald it's head. It's going to be, uh, me and all the, all the different bald, um, cosplays that people <laughs> sent me that I could do and photo photo opportunities so yeah, me yeah. and all those poses perfect and stuff um yeah George Costanza yeah, you know, yeah. in in the swimsuit so yeah. you'll get that that fine image and then me as Picard yeah, and uh, um, pr- uh Professor Xavier <laughs> and everybody else uh Dr. Evil um, let's see it's gonna be, every month will be a, a different fun thing to look at and then you know um, you know, definitely 
definitely worth it. Definitely worth it. Uh, Dr. Robotnik, but, right? Yeah, exactly. Oh, goggles and a big mustache. Yeah. 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 I just put a cat around my face. Like, <laughs> I, I can't get out of the house. Right. Right. So <laughs> I like it. I like it. The, during my zoom conversation for, for work yesterday, the cat kept jumping on my, on my lap and there was like, what is that? Cause like there's <laughs> just a tail would pop up in my face and it looked like I put a mustache on. And I was like, it's a cat's tail. <laughs> I should be like, no, I just, I keep putting on and take out my mustache. What's wrong? No, don't, yeah. don't you do yeah. that? It was itchy. <laughs> it was itchy. Well, Greg, thanks but, for talking uh, to us today. I, everybody out there, go back Starlight. There's going to be a link in the show notes down below to click on it. As always, and it'll be on Twitter. It's a, as I said, I've, I've read the scripts. It's it's a really fun series. So you're, you're, if you don't back it, you're missing out. You're missing out. And we have some fun uh, rewards, awards, things for you to get. So different varying things at the different levels. And uh, you should go check them out because they are pretty cool. Yes. All right, Greg. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you. It's always fun talking to Greg. I love talking to Greg. I talked to him all day long. I thought I was talking to him literally right before we got to record this. Well, you know what's funny? Huh? Is that now he's on again and he's one ahead everybody else yep. that's trying to catch him as the <laughs> most guested person, the, the most, most guest re- spot. The most reoccurring guest. Yeah, the most yeah, thank you. There you go. Something so simple. The most reoccurring guest on Spoiler <laughs> Country. Oh my yep, god. Yep. We have people who try to beat him, but he's he's number one, man. He's and as I found out today, he was actually he wasn't our first guest, but he was definitely our second guest on the show as far as release release order. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Who's next? Up next we got not a comic book, but a short horror film called Terror Trail with Paul Dolsky. And this is not the first Paul Dolsky film no. that we've had on here. He was on before for The Passenger. This is the second one he's coming on for. And it's... There we go. Last exciting. time, John got a producer credit. I yeah. better fucking get a producer credit this time. You better back it. I'm calling it out. That's I how I got it. That's how you got it? Did you yeah. really? Yeah. I, 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 I produced it with my money. <laughs> <laughs> I produced it with my money. That's right. <laughs> well, let's listen to Paul because this is going to go off the rails. Yeah. I'm Podolsky, and I am running a Kickstarter called The Terror Trail, a B-rated horror film. Nice. So, what is what is this uh, this short horror film about? What's the the quick pitch for it? So, the quick pitch for it is basically the area that we're going to be shooting in again is known as the Bennington Triangle, which if you are familiar with the Bridgewater Triangle, which is located in Massachusetts, it had the similar uh, circumstances that is surrounding the area of Massachusetts, but in our case, it's more of a mountain, which Mm. is uh, the Glastonbury Mountain. So if um, people do not know what the uh, Bridgewater Triangle is, just to give a little bit of a summary real quick, is picture um, uh, the map of Massachusetts, and then somewhere around the Bridgewater area, it forms a circle. I mean, uh, a triangle. Could they call it a triangle? So, right, um, right. so everything inside of this triangle, there's paranormal stuff or cult stuff and mm-hmm. like, so much other type of stuff that 
like it's just way too much paranormal and everything else you can possibly imagine. So Glastonbury Mountain is similar, and so the what we're going to be focusing on is one particular folklore of this Bennington Triangle. Nice, nice. So how long is the short film? What's your planned runtime? The planned runtime right now is probably going to be around... We, I want to say six minutes, but, you know, it could be eight minutes, almost like The Passenger was. Yeah, I enjoyed The Passenger a lot, by the way. I, I had a lot of fun watching that one. Well, I, thank you. I mean, you know, that was really uh, a fun adventure, for sure. Uh, everybody had so much fun on it that, yeah. of course, we had to do a lot of bloopers and stuff, and so <laughs> I put it all together in another video and, you know, gave it to the world, as I call it, because... You know, the way I look at it, too, is you just got to have fun doing these because, I mean, if you don't have fun making these, then what the hell is the point? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, it should be fun and have fun with it. I mean, uh, The Passenger was a lot of fun to watch. I enjoyed it, and um, I backed it on, on that Kickstarter. I've already, I've already backed this Kickstarter, too. Uh, just one, you know, we're friends. Uh, you're a good guy. I like, I like helping support you, and two, I just... I have fun watching people bringing their visions to life, and especially when that vision they're creating is something that they are clearly passionate about and are clearly are doing it because they, they love it and they want to, they want to share this creation with the world, which is what I see this to be, which I think it's great, you know, and, and everybody out there should definitely go out there and, and check it out and support it if they can too. You've got some really, some really actually, uh, I, I think to be modest uh, tiers in the reward section there. Um, so there's a little something for everybody they can do to help out. And I think it's, I don't know, I'm looking forward to seeing this one. Well, what's actually funny too is so, while making this Kickstarter, I was actually trying to figure out something different than what I didn't do with the passenger. And so what I'm going to start doing, and I think the first one actually kicks off in about, uh, let's see. So this is going to be the week of Friday the 13th. So another week, Mm -hmm. uh, the first new reward tier is going to be coming out. And then the week after that, another one's going to be coming out. And then the week after that, another one will be coming out. That's smart. Keep people keep people going back and checking it out for new stuff. Exactly. That's that's awesome. That's awesome. So outside of, of, of Terror Trail, do you have other projects you're going to be working on soon like, like this? Do you have a whole, a whole slew of, of projects? Ooh. Um, you can say no comments. If you don't want to talk about it, that's fine. I just, I just, I want to, I, I'm curious personally too. Well, so outside of Terror Trail, which actually kind of falls into Terror Trail, to be honest, because as we um, are recording this, uh, the Kickstarter is already funded and we are into stretch goal. So That's awesome. So the first stretch goal is because we are friends with White Bat Audio and I love his stuff or we do, I should say, we want him to produce original music for Terror Trail. And that's the first stretch goal. But the second stretch goal, which is not really up yet, because I'm still trying to still get my friend to finalize some stuff. Mm -hmm. But if it goes well, uh, we are going to do some additional shots. Oh, nice, nice. But... In this case, um, without saying too much, it, the additional shock will actually be from the monster's point of view. Oh, that'd be cool. That sounds cool. 
yeah. And we have the material figured out. It's just how much it's going to cost to make it. So, so right. that we, we can that we uh, make it so that it works in the way we want it to. And that's all I'm going to say for that. And then, finally, <laughs> and then finally, the third stretch goal, which I cannot say right now, just because, oh. <laughs> just because um, if if we were to blow the two stretch goals out of the water, um, then I'll just say this: if we can surpass the second stretch goal. If I have the final calculation, if not, then this will be the second one anyway. But uh, so Terror Trail may not. I'll just say Terror Trail may not end there. Oh, really? That's a nice little teaser. Yeah. Well, that's cool, man. I'm excited for this one to uh, to, to to come out and see. As I, like I said, I enjoyed the passengers. A lot of fun. Kendrick and I watched it a couple of times. And uh, when I got the email from it originally saying, here it is, you know, the preview email, I went and I watched like right away. I thought it was a lot of fun. So I'm excited for this. So thanks for coming on the show. Thanks for coming and letting all of our listeners know about Terror Trail. So if you're listening out there, you definitely check out those links below. Click on them. If you're on social media, click on the Twitter link to, to uh, you know, go right to the campaign. It's up until May 1st of 2020. So you got some time to get out there and check it out. All right, man. That's awesome. Uh, yeah. I'll probably I'll probably cut that into April's um, just so I have I have time there, um, yeah, but yeah, no problem. no problem. Yeah, take your time. Um, yeah. Uh, uh, what was I gonna say to you? I think I actually have it in the Kickstarter thing too. I'm trying to remember because I know I would even being careful there. But uh, let's see. Oh, where is that? I know I kind of said it in a similar, like, in a weird way. Well, not a weird way, but it was a nice little, seg- like, teaser to say, like, yeah. mm. oh, right here. Um, it's the part where I was, uh, when I had the video that for um, Haunted Vermont, it was for checking out Glastonbury Mountain. It was, like, a 10-minute old freaking video that I made, like, four years ago. Right. Which is what I kind of used for the teaser of this. Because I'm just like, wow, I actually have this old footage still, so why not <laughs> this and use it as the teaser? Right. So anyway, it's down below that there, John, um, is it says warning about Glastonbury Mountain, and then underneath that it says this video is roughly four years old, but nonetheless, see, feel, and learn about the area, because Terra Trail is based off this place, located in Bennington, Vermont. And then I said, there is still plenty of stories to tell within this world. Nice. <laughs> so that I, was the, really the teaser of trying to say, like, there's definitely more we could do with this uh, terror trail. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, you're already funded. I'm, I'm going I'm to start pushing on social media and let, it, let, let our followers know about it. So and they'll, if, we could, if we can get it scheduled with you and the writer, co-writer on there to do a full episode, that'll... that. I can't say it'll help out, but it can't hurt, you know? <laughs> no, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I did try to message him because I remembered he did say Monday he was supposed to be off. So I don't know if he's like out get, uh, being stupid or something because it is nice weather out here for once. So. Oh, nice. Nice. But um, 
Uh, did you see my message on Facebook, too, about my personal number, if you ever need to contact me easier and faster? <laughs> yeah, I, had, I, put, I put it on my phone. Okay. Yeah, I have an idea for a poster for this, for this, for Terror Trail that I'm going to um, try and sketch up this week, or probably next week. Um, my, this week's all completely bombarded with interviews for this podcast, but I have some time next week. I have, a, I have an idea in my head for, for a poster for this. Nice, because I was talking with somebody, too, because he was just like, well, if you need, like, a little logo or something, then, like, I'll help you with that. And I was like, I was like, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't mind you at all, because I work with the guy, and, I mean, he made yeah. my October Spirit logo, and he made the Passenger logo for me, and, um... And I don't mind your help. I actually already added you on IMDb for the art department. So. Oh, nice. Nice. Thank you. Um, yeah, you're welcome. And then the idea that I had with him, which if you want to, con- I don't know, it's just like what you had in mind, but because of the way I was describing to my coworker friend, he had this idea where he's going to kind of make like a boulder, but like with a, a crack in the middle. Because there is an actual, like, area on the trail itself, which I find is very weird. It's, um, it's like a rock, but you can actually go through the rock because it was almost like it would cut in half. Oh, dang, that's cool. Yeah. And um, so I kind of was just like, well, you could actually do something like that if you wanted to. and But you could almost make it look like he's, like, behind the guy at a cat. Uh, like at a campfire or something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do you have any pictures of this, of like the rock or the trail or anything involved? Or can, uh, I, or can, I, or can I find them online? Yeah. Uh, do, 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 do. I, I'm trying to remember. Did I, I don't think I did send you it. I know I sent you. I sent it to Cassie, and I don't know uh, uh, Casey, and uh, I don't know if I have if I gave it to you because I don't even remember if I had your. Uh, Gmail or not, there is a, a link with this weird picture of mm-hmm. what they kind of think of the boulder and what it looks like, but otherwise if you want like stuff of the area itself, you can just watch the video where it just said okay. Glastonbury Mountain because I literally show you like what the trail looks like, the area, everything. Even though there's some weird, stupid stuff in it. <laughs> it was, like, like it was me and my friend, and like at one point we we're looking at a tree, and we're, and we're just like, "Hey, look at this! This tree got some nuts or balls." <laughs> because it really did. It looked right, like right. This freaking tree had balls, and it was That's so hilarious. weird. But yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'll look uh, at that. Um, yeah, go ahead. I, you, you sent me over the script for. I have the script, but yeah, if you find that, send, uh, forward that to me. I'll look at that too. Um, but yeah, I'll I'll have something for you. Hopefully, I'll at least a sketch of something for you. Hopefully next week. Yeah. Um, do you want me to send <clears throat> here, or what would be easier for you? I mean, anywhere you send it's fine. Either on Messenger, here on Skype, or in my email. It doesn't matter. Well, here's that one right now. Oh, and, perfect. And um. Script. I'm trying to remember. Did did that not have a wink at the end of the script? It might have. I'll have to. I'll look at it. I didn't. I didn't get all the way through the script to be honest. But okay. I'll, I'll pull it up. I'll let you know if it doesn't have one. Okay. Yeah. If not, um, yeah, just let me know. And um, otherwise, if you look at my personal Facebook, mm-hmm. uh, I believe I have a album on there that's called the Glastonbury Mountain, and there's some okay 
Pitcher De I believe. Okay, cool. I'll look, I'll look at that. Awesome. All right, I got to get to a meeting for work, so. Yeah, no problem. Good. All right, man. Talk to you later. All right. Take care. Paul seems like a nice guy. Dude, Paul is awesome. I love I love, I love Paul, man. I love, every time he comes on, I tell, I, he's such a... He's so positive and he loves the yeah. horror stuff and he's he he loves making these short horror films and it's just it's the passion behind it that just gets me every time. Yeah. And he's got his uh, own podcast, Everything Horror. Yep, Everything Horror Podcast, which is a great podcast to listen to, especially if you like horror films and horror everything. There you go. Well, up next we have Tracy Butler with the amazing Lackadaisy. Yeah, it's definitely not slack on there. It's it's doing great. <laughs> yeah. Totally forgivable. <laughs> Tell us about Lackadaisy. What's going on with it? Uh, yeah, so Lackadaisy is a, a comic I've been doing since uh, back when I was working in the game industry um, and uh, kind of dove into comics uh, by Moonlight <laughs> uh, as a personal project. And uh, it's about a gang of kind of shady ne'er-do-wells trying to run a 1920s speakeasy in St. Louis and doing a rather bad job of it. Uh, it's kind of a mix of comedy, drama, uh, a little bit farce and uh, <laughs> uh, history. Um, and uh, and yeah, so it's it's been going for a while now. It's It picked up an Eisner nomination along the way at some nice. point and uh, has awesome. I, you know grown an audience over time. And um, I kind of always wanted to um, take it to, uh, the next level and kind of animate it and, um, not just kind of animate it, really animate it. And, um, so that's, that's where I am now, um, running a Kickstarter to, uh, <laughs> to try to make that happen. Yeah. It sounds like you're well on your way to making it happen through the Kickstarter at least. Yeah, I hope so. We've got a, a team, uh, assembled We're we're still going to be looking for more people soon, but, um, yeah, we've got kind of the core team already working on it. So, uh, and, and it's starting to come together, we're starting to see some of the, you know, we've got a script and we've got uh, our storyboards and, and everything. So, yeah. Your your art on Like a Daisy is fantastic. Is that all you? Are you doing everything from the pencils, the inking, the coloring, the lettering, yeah, everything? Yeah, the writing, all of it's me, yeah. Wow. Yep. That's How impressive. Long? <laughs> yeah, that's really impressive. <laughs> Thank are you. you taking a lot of stuff that, you're, that you learn in the gaming industry and and using that? that uh that yeah back experience absolutely i i learned quite a bit in the game industry um from i mean for the animation project uh i, I worked in the game industry and kind of worked my way up from 2d artist to 3d artist and animator yeah uh so i got that animation background there and um although it was 3d and not 2d this this project is going to be mostly a 2d animation with some 3d elements but then i moved into an art director role and um kind of learned how to manage a team of artists um, and so I'm kind of bringing that along with me as well to, uh, to help bring, bring this project together. But the comic making has been just a solo thing the whole time. Um, and, uh, that has also, yeah, I've, I mean, everything you learn as an artist can kind of apply to in other areas, even when you're, you know, working in different media, um, like uh, the 3d art that I, that I learned to do helped me immensely doing backgrounds and things and, and learning to draw cars properly, where I was, very much concentrated on uh, character art early on, you know, as a kid. Um, so yeah, all of that stuff kind of translates into useful, <laughs> useful skills. <laughs> but yeah, 
your work. I'm, I'm looking at your pages, and I'm just kind of, I'm kind of floored. Your work of lighting is ridiculous. How long have you been, like, where, where did your, what did your passion for art like this start? You know, did you, were you like three years old and just couldn't stop drawing and yeah, just kept going? I, um, I honestly can't remember when I first began drawing. It, it goes far back enough that predates my ability to form <laughs> long-term right. memories, I think. Um, but yeah, my, my parents told me I was, I was constantly drawing as a little kid, always drawing animals. Um, that was what captured my interest. And so I suppose it's natural that this, this comic ended up being about cats, but, <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, it's, it, just I think I grew I grew up on like uh, you know Don Bluth movies and Disney animated films yeah. and Looney Tunes and all of that kind of culminated into you know what my artistic style was and wh- where my artistic interests lie. Uh, that and you know I was a kid who was just obsessed with dogs and cats and dragons and horses and things like that, and so that was always my you know focus and um, just kind of uh, took that sort of stuff and, and ran with it and made a, made a career out of it. <laughs> where, where did the concept for Lackadaisy come from? So, um, I, uh, as I was working in the game industry and like I said, I, w- I moved into kind of an art director position. I wasn't doing as much hands-on art at that point. And so I was really looking for some kind of outlet to, um, you know, to just something that would be satisfying, some creative outlet that I could work on outside of work hours. Um, and around that same time I had bought a house in, uh, in St. Louis in an old neighborhood, a historic part of the city and, uh, started researching that and kind of, um, developed a, a fascination with, with that and yeah. learned that there were all these like caves under the city that had all this, um, lore about them. Uh, they were, had been used by, uh, gangsters to run, you know, liquor during prohibition and to, you know, as loggering caves and there were all these, you know, story, ghost stories about them. Uh, and so I got really fascinated by that stuff. And, um, I was listening to like jazz music and electro swing at the time <laughs> that just kind of all like bunched <laughs> up and coagulated into this idea. And, uh, yeah, that's, that's kind of where lackadaisy's inception was. Uh, I started like scribbling ideas down and sketching things on copy paper. And my, I think my, I have this second bedroom that I use as my art studio and I think every surface in here was uh covered in in notes and scribbles and sketches and uh so yeah that that was how I started and kind of just took that all and um decided I needed to make a visual story out of it so yeah I, yeah embarked on a comic I don't know that she needed a signal boost, but but it's there. Her work is so good; it's just ridiculous. It's so phenomenal. As you probably know, if you listen to our show, she was on back when this Kickstarter started for a full episode with Kenrick and I, and she was one amazing to talk to. And, and the whole time, it was just Kenrick pretty much is gushing about her level of artistic ability, which is awesome. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> well, I didn't know who she was, and right? then she comes on, and we start talking, and I'm looking at her stuff, and I was like, it was honestly like that first reaction, yeah, you know, and <laughs> genuine. It was just like, Oh my god! What is going on? <laughs> it's so good. And, How and the cartoon you? looks good. What? All of it. Yeah. yeah, it looked amazing. I can't wait to see this. And we're gonna try to have all the actors and directors and everybody on. Yep. Uh, after it premieres, that's the goal, man. Have them all come on and do a little uh, a little conversation. Maybe do some commentary while we watch it. Have some fun yep. with it. Yeah, it's gonna be a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. Well, there you guys go. There you go. KSP twenty two number twenty two. <laughs> 
<laughs> I was going to say in the books. You said in the bag. That was funny. Whichever. Whichever. Whatevs. <laughs> but there you guys go. I hope you guys enjoyed that. There is a plethora of Kickstarter signal boosts, boosts or KSBs yep. uh, on spoilerverse.com. And if you liked what you just heard and you want to hear more or find out about more independent comics, it's a great way to do it. And yeah. you can go to spoilerverse.com, put in KSB and in the search menu and all of that kind of stuff is going to come up. And even though if you look at ones from 2017, that Kickstarter is going to be done. Those artists and creators are still producing stuff can still use your help on current projects. Yeah. And you can reach out to them and most likely you can get stuff that might be a story that you heard through us that you're really interested in. And make sure if you do that, you tell them we, that you, we, you heard of them from us. Yeah. Cause that's that important. Helps us. Ask them for that spoiler crunchy discount, and they ask what that is. Tell them we don't know what it is either, but just tell them to make something up. Ask them for the SBC <laughs> discount. Uh, we're oh, we're gonna get hate mail for that one, but whatever. That one's funny. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, I think that's a show, dude. Yeah, that's a show, man. That's a, a good, a good, solid KSB. It is. It's solid. Just solid dick, as they say. It's. Right, rock solid, <laughs> rock solid. <laughs> I love that saying because you can find it in Marvel comics from back in the sixties. You know, that, that's actually was, so that's actually fake. You know that, right? Oh no, I didn't know yeah, that. Yeah, the, no, ca- the Captain America Iron Man solid is actually fake. Oh, you crushed my spirits. I'm sorry, but I don't want you to say it. And then some listener come out at you on Twitter, and be like, "Oh, that's actually fake." Here's the tweet to you. You know, no, that'd be I'd be like, "All right, well, you've just crushed my innocence." <laughs> yeah. Crush your innocence about solid dick. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Wow, this got really weird. Hey, guys, we're out of here. (laughs) Ocean's a podcast. We are Cthulhu. And don't forget, Cthulhu wants no more.